All right, we're in we're in Matthew chapter five again. Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five, and we've been looking at the Beatitudes. Let's look at verse one, and we'll read down through our text tonight. Verse one says, "And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying." Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that are the, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for theirs they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. I want us to look at those three verses, verse 10, 11, and 12. If you'll concentrate on those tonight with your in the scripture, and uh, we'll turn to some other scriptures. But I want us to think about blessed are the persecuted. Blessed are the persecuted uh, for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I want us to think about this thought. This first, This is the first thought that comes to mind is, this persecution is personal. He's talking about personal persecution. Now look at the scripture, look at the scripture, and all down through verses, uh, verses 3 through 9, these, these, these beatitudes are in the third person. You notice that? It talks about they. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So the, and so you get, you get to... Uh, verse 10 it says blessed are they and it's following along the same lines but notice verse 11 blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake in other words it's it's using the word ye and you the it's talking about a personal it, it's up close and personal the emphasis there is an emphasis here and, and realize, realize that down through history, the church has been persecuted. The church has been persecuted, and that is well documented in, in the Word of God. It's well documented in secular historical records. And, and it, let me say this, it is a part of us if we commit to God. We're going to be persecuted. Now, I, I, I want you to understand this. I want to say this before I move on to the next, next thought is this. I do not look at our country financially. I do not look at our country economically, financially, politically. I don't look at our country socially. I really don't. As a Christian and as a pastor, I look at our country, I look at our country biblically. And, 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 and I look at the big picture because, and I look at the end. If you look at everything that's going, everything that's going, 
you know, that the, the political crowd is really not our crowd. You understand that? Do you understand that? They're, they're, they're in a different world. They shouldn't be, but that's just the way it is. Amen, that's right. And the end of all this, and, and, and just think about the last several years, what, what, has been, what has been the biggest dividing point and the biggest negative thing? It's rhetoric. I mean, we have, there have been so many words, Webster can't keep up with the words that have been in, uh, invented in all the phrases. And, and here, here's the fact of the matter is, the persecution is coming to, you, you say, who are they going to take it out on? It's coming to a church near you. Right. You, you take the most conservative American in, in the country politically, and most of the time, they don't, they're, they're not conservative biblically. Right, it's true. They're not biblical. So, so what are you saying, preacher? I'm not trying to make this political message. I'm just saying the persecution is coming. Right. The persecution is coming. And if you stay right and you do right, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be persecuted. And we've seen a little bit of that with, the, with, with, with what went on with COVID. But I want you to say, think about this thought. In that verse, it says there, it says there in this chapter, it says in verse 12, rejoice and be exceeding glad. Now, I want you to notice secondly, uh, and this thought, the, this persecution is joyful. You say, preacher, wait a minute. Persecution is joyful. Well, Peter said in Acts chapter 5 and verse 41, it says, and they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy uh, to suffer shame for his name. Luke wrote Acts, but, but, but Peter was involved. He was in the, they, they, were, they, were, they were whipped because they were doing it. And they, they, they were rejoicing because they could suffer for Jesus. Now, let me, let, me, let me just get you to look at verse 10 again. And you might want to put a star by this. It says, for righteousness sake. It's not, this is not for foolishness or sin. This is for true Christianity. This is for living for God in the right way. We make we make mistakes as Christians. We we do things we do things. But 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 if you go out and pick a fight with somebody and then they retaliate or the law retaliates, that's not persecution. That's that that you're getting what you deserve. Are you with me? Amen. So this is not. I've I've seen a lot of people say, preacher, I was doing this and I was doing this and I was doing this and they persecute me. I said, no, no, they're not persecuting. You're getting your 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 comeuppance. You're getting what you had coming. Amen. You 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 caused that, and I, a lot of times, a lot of times with Christians, we go out there and we do stupid stupid things. We shouldn't do stupid things. We should follow what God wants us to do. But and if you follow what God wants you to do, the Bible says you're going to be persecuted, and, and it says you can be joyful. Listen to John chapter 15 and verse 18 and following. If the world hates you, ye know that it hated hated me before it hated you. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, he said, hey, 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 wait a minute, guys. You're talking about them, 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 the dust up you had with people. He said, they hated me long before that. They hated me. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. In other words, it's because you're not of the world, because you've decided to follow me, they don't like you because they don't like me. You remember when you were a kid, you say, well, if you don't like them, if you like them, you don't like me. You got to be my friend. You can't be their friend too. Well, it's, it, it, that's a, this is that's just a little, little, little low level. But but listen, listen. 
They hated Jesus. They wanted to kill him. They were bloodthirsty. It says, it says, but because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the, the world that I said unto you, uh, that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my say, if ye have kept my saying, uh, they will keep yours also. Listen, listen, they're going to come after you. If you stand right, they're going to come after you. Uh, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12. Here's another verse. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now that's why a lot of Christians don't want to sell out for God. That's why a lot of Christians don't want to be faithful to God. That's why a lot of Christians don't want to read their Bible and pray every day and be faithful to church and give to God. Listen, listen, if you live for God, if you live for God, you're going to suffer persecution. First Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. That no man should be moved by these afflictions. For yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. Paul's talking to the church at Thessalonica. For verily when they were with you, we told you before that we would suffer tribulation. Even as it came to pass, and ye know. He's telling them something. He said, folks, just, just understand. Don't be moved by these. Don't let, don't let, don't, don't get your eye off the ball. Just keep on going. Amen. Acts chapter 14 and verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that, that, that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Now, this persecution is personal. But this persecution can be joyful. And God, listen, listen. let me just say, the only explanation I have, the deep theological explanation I have, is, is that God will give you grace to be joyful and to be counted to be persecuted for his name. Amen. Amen. Now, notice, notice, notice another thought. This persecution is revealing. Persecution reveals some things. When the heat's on, things happen. When things get testy, things happen. The Beatitudes, listen, you can write this down. The Beatitudes are, are the signs of true Christianity. Now, let me just say, you, you don't work for your salvation. Right. The Bible teaches once you receive Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you're saved forever. Amen. That's what the Bible teaches over and over and over again. And God cannot lie. Amen. Now, I know a lot of people say, say, well, you know, you don't understand this person is doing this. Listen, if, if, if we lose the salvation, if we lose our salvation because we sin, we'd lose it every day. Amen. Because we're sinners. We are still in our sinful bodies. We're still wicked. You say, preacher, well, then why do you say this is a true sign? These beatitudes are true because they're a checklist. They're something. They're something. They're goals. They're daily goals. 
that we should work toward. We should be that these kind of we should have these attitudes, the be attitudes. We should be having these attitudes. Amen. Amen. And so 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 that this is a true sign of Christianity. And, and you see somebody living like this. If if we if we have never faced persecution, are we true Christians? That's a thought, isn't it? If we've never faced persecution. Now, folks, in America, we don't have people walking around cutting people's heads off with swords all the time. We don't have people killing people because they're church people. Now, we hear about that around the world. Right? Right? Right. I remember a missionary was telling a story at our church and and, and some people came to this church in the, out in the, out in the country, and 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 uh, they got saved. They met him after they they accepted Christ as their personal savior. They were converted, and, and they came to him before before they left. They said, "Missionary, we might not ever see you again because we have converted to Christianity. Our Muslim brothers will kill us." That's somber, isn't it? But you know, if you live if you live for God in the workplace, they'll pass over you for promotion sometimes. If 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 you live, if you do right, you, you, you work in a job and you say you tell your folks, I, I I work this job, but I got to be off on Sundays. Amen. You might not you might not get the highest position, but you you you, you, you God will give you a job. Amen. Well, I'm pre- I, 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 I'm going to work this job, but I'm not going to the office parties because they're going to have a bunch of booze and craziness right. going on. Right. You, you, they're going to look at you like you're weird, and there's going to be some ramification. You, it's just uh, things happen. Things happen, and there's persecution, and and it's going to get it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. There are people. Don't, mind you, there are people in the government positions, in the county positions that do not like what we do here. They don't like it. They don't like it. You know what? They they may try to persecute us, but we're just going to keep on going. We're going to keep on going. But this is a revealer. Persecution reveals your Christianity. Let me say this thought, give you this thought. Persecution is real. The word persecution means harass. It means to insults, falsehoods, sometimes verbal, sometimes nonverbal. With social media today, so you can you can say things about people and get it out there in an anonymous way and destroy them, even though it's not true. And that's happening all the time. Things that are not true. You ever ever had anybody? How many of you had people lie about you? Huh? Yeah. That's, 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 that happens. And churches are a hotbed for persecution and even from within. Let me just tell you something. Let me just tell you something. There are churches, there are churches that have infighting that, that is second to no fighting in the world. I mean, I, I don't even think the Civil War would rival the infighting that goes on in some independent Baptist churches. Nastiness. Nastiness. You say, why do people in churches fight? Because they're not saved. People, people don't fight. If you disagree with a church, if you're, if you're in a church and you disagree with church, you don't make a stir. You leave and go to another church. 
I could spend a lot of time on that one, but persecution is real. The foundational reason a person is persecuted is that they are like Christ. If we're persecuted for righteousness sake, it's because we're like Christ. Let me give you this thought. This persecution is tragic. Now you pray, preacher, yeah, it's tragic when people get... No, no, what the tragedy is... Not that it happens, but because it doesn't happen. You see, as Christians, we cut ourselves off from the world. You know, we have this little haven, our church. Listen, this, the mission field's not here. This is just the rallying point. The mission field is out there. And, and, and we, we must get, then again, some Christians, by the way, some Christians just morph into the world. You wouldn't know they're Christians. Right? Right. They look just like they look just like the world. Huh? Uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I remember, and I've told you about when, when I was a, a, a little boy, everybody had a room in their house where the woman had a singer sewing machine and a table or two and an ironing board. And you would go in there and there would just be this little crinkly brown paper and it was on these pieces of material with straight pens. And some of them would have that those things that you could put a dress on, a form, a lady's form. And, and I remember McCall's and I forget the other kind of... Uh, Butterick and all those. And those ladies used to... People used to sew. Sew, sew uh, dresses together and everything. And, and uh, I mean... You know, they go and you, you see them go in the material store and they come out with rolls of material and everything. Well, you know, some of the outfits don't take much more than two or three handkerchiefs anymore. We live in a world that, that, that it's it, it, everything's skin tight and, and revealing and there's no mystery. Right. And and listen, you look in the Bible, you look in the Bible, ask God to teach you from the Bible how you ought to look in the, this world. Amen. We shouldn't morph into the world. Amen. We shouldn't look like the world. That's right. See? People act like the world. Uh, uh, deacon deacon in the church. Deacon, I guess he is a deacon. He's, he's a leader in the church. Pastor friend of mine. He got mad one time and walked out. And he's walking out. And he said, I'm going home, get me a glass of whiskey. You know, we're, we're, where's that, you know, we're, we're, you know, we, we, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, it, because persecution's not happening because we're not out there uh, living like Christ. Now, I'm not talking about breaking the laws and messing up with things. I'm talking about out there living for Christ and being what a Christian should be. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake notice in conclusion I want you to think about this verse 12 it says rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you I want you to know that this is talking about those who know elite joy Persecution is the ultimate source of Christian joy. Now we don't understand that. 
But I've gone through some persecution. Somebody does you wrong, you fight. You, you try to fight it. And God's just trying to move you. God's just trying to get you where he wants you. And it hurts. It's not that it doesn't hurt. It's disappointing. It's embarrassing sometimes. But God's just trying to move you. And we need to understand we have to come to the point. Listen, persecution is an eternal investment. After, after Rockefeller died, this, this reporter was trying to get around to one of the guys. He finally got, got the guy cornered, one of the guys that handled the money for Rockefeller. And he said, he said how, much did he, how, much, how, much, how much did he leave? He said, all of it. He left it all. He didn't take any with him. He left it all. Folks, as Christians, God gives us over and over outline after our principle after principle how we can lay up treasures in heaven. And persecution is one. Persecution is one. Let me, let me say this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, if you look at that verse, our, for our light affliction, if you understand what he's talking about or who he's talking about, you can put there compared to Jesus because he died a horrible death on the cross for us. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at, at that day, and not me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Persecution. Blessed are they that are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Samuel Rutherford, he was a saintly Scottish preacher. He wrote from his prison, I, ne I never knew by my nine years of preaching so much of Christ's love as he taught me in Aberdeen by six months imprisonment. Christ's cross, he also said, is such a burden as sails are to a ship or wing wings to a bird. Another Man, recently in, in these recent days, a pastor, a Romanian pastor, not too many years ago, describes how he was imprisoned and tortured mercilessly and, and experienced joy. Locked in solitary confinement, he had been summoned by his captors who cut chunks of flesh from his body. You think about that. And was then returned to a cell where he was starved. Yet in the midst of his, this sadism, there were times when the joy of Christ overcame him that he would pull himself up and shuffle around the cell in a holy dance. Wow. So remarkable was his joy that on his release from prison, he returned to his home. He chose to fast the first day in memorial to the joy that he had known in prison. Now, folks, persecution is coming. Lord tarries. And if you live godly, you're going to face persecution. You're going to face persecution. I'm going to face persecution. And it's, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. They're going, to, they're going to tell us who we can let in and who we can hire in our churches. They're going to try to, try to do things to us. 
that, that, that we never thought would happen before. Things are happening today that we never thought would happen before. And folks, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But Jesus is with us. And, and, and persecution brings joy. Persecution brings joy. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes.